Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 153. We made it. We made it to the brand new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. And we took our week off last week. Did y'all enjoy your week off? Did you feel like we had a week off? I don't feel that way. I feel feel like I worked and just Worked hard. uh, Just right on through. I don't remember having a time off. Well, yeah. we did have a week off, and all of our faithful listeners, I know, missed us. Yeah, had to, they had to look for other things to listen to, and they found better stuff, and they're not here anymore. <laughs> and now they're no longer listeners. <laughs> they, they went and go, oh, I could have been listening to this all along. Right. I will say. Why am I listening to those guys? I've been guys? settling this whole we time. We have had a long period since the last time we filmed this one, yes. and I've, I've had even longer of a period since the, the, I filmed the family movie podcast. And every time when we have that long of a break, every time when we come back, I start going through the questions in my mind of, is anyone listening to this thing? Why do we do when you do it every week? I don't think much. It's, yeah, the, it's the thing I, I do on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yes. But, yeah. well, but when you got to get back in. But I do believe, I, I, I told you guys where we found, yep. I, I heard of another person who listens. Yep. And I know there are several of you that download it. We can That's see the right. downloads. So are they in prison and this is the only thing they can get? Maybe. That might be true. No, that was not true of this person. But I also had two encounters this Christmas break where I spoke with people who our new listeners to the podcast. So it is worth it. I don't want so you to So if think- you're still around, hey, welcome. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And, and I know you're excited for us to be back. And I'm excited to be back. I'm oh, excited to be back. I can feel your excitement. I can't wait. Yeah, you're talking even louder now but, than you used to. Yeah, which is hard to be. That is true. <laughs> yes. That is true. So we are back, and we have a. Y'all probably can't tell that because Charlie is so good at engineering. He is. He he levels the voices all, out. Just all sounds sound just. But in here, regularly, Nathan, Jason, and I are like, huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> this ear. Of course, I get it on both ears. Yeah, he yeah, does. I yeah. used to be the loudest, and then Nathan came around. Well, I'll say what's what's funny on the podcast because I've had to edit the podcast. I think I'm the softest on the podcast. Oh, on the volume coming in, I don't know why it is on this podcast because the other podcast I'm significantly louder. Nobody cares, Nathan. I was just saying it's interesting <laughs> to me. I, yeah, that's true. I'm going to go stay with that. Well, let's see if we can uh, evenly talk about this next question. How's that for a segue? Evenly? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think you mean volume one. Yes, I did. Oh, I thought you meant amount of time. No, no, no. And go. I meant volume. If we can all even it out and talk about this question, which was sent to us by a loyal listener. Here we go. Should we ask God for signs when we need to make life decisions? Should we ask God for signs when we need to make life decisions? question was so nice, Jason had to say it twice. I had to say it twice. (laughs) So... I think you first have to qualify what kind of decisions are you talking about. Okay, that's what I want to start with. Most of the time when people ask me this question, they're they're meaning major life decisions. Like, should I get married to this person? Uh, Do I take a a new job? Do I quit a job? Do I... Uh, is it the right time to have kids? Uh, Those big monumental things are usually the kinds of things that people... Because we hesitate on those decisions or... We, we really want to be sure before we make those. I, this is where I think it mostly comes from when people want to know, because I really want to make sure I'm making the right decision. I want God to direct my decision. So I would it would be really cool if God would just show up, tell me what to do so that I don't have to worry about it. I, I think that's where it comes from. I don't, yeah. I, think that's I mean, that's where I've, I have felt that yeah. way in the past. Yeah. I don't want to screw this up, and I really wish God would just make it plain, write something in the sky, 
Tell me what to do so that I know that I'm making the right decision. And I think there's a sense to which, you know, we've been using a lot lately the language in a lot of the songs that we sing around here, a lot of the kind of the way that I know we're speaking these days around this idea of relying on God, hmm. depending on God. Yeah. And uh, I've had conversations with people that in in their mind, and I can see why in their, you know, because everything is logical to everyone, in their logic, uh, this is the greatest sign of dependence on God, that I will make no decision hmm. apart from a sign from God. Oh. That That's a sign of my trust, but... I think you have to, so I think all of that is uh, part of the conversation. Mm. I think I think there is a feeling of, there is a, a holiness, a, a, a tr- it's a sign of my trust in God that I won't just make the decision mm-hmm. on my own wisdom, on my own ideas, sure. on my own opinions. Well, uh, but and, and I guess the question that I'm trying to raise is, is that what we mean when we say we need to be dependent on God? Well, I also want to get to it. I don't disagree that most of the time when I've had people talk to me about this personally, it is the kind of situations you're talking about. The one thing I'd want to make sure everybody understood is I don't think it's a normal pattern. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've got pre-qualifiers. If most of your life you are already living independence on God in that all of God's revealed will which mm-hmm. I think is really important. Mm-hmm. You should not be asking a sign about, Lord, I'm married, but I don't, I'm not happy. Mm. And this person that I talk to, I think I could be happy with them. And if mm-hmm. you give me a sign mm-hmm. whether I should leave this person I made a vow to right. and, mm-hmm. and go to this person, I don't care what sign you get. God's already been pretty clear on that. Yeah. And if if someone were to interpret a sign as to do something like you just mentioned, your example, I think it's an example of somebody who has obviously misinterpreted. And I think that's where the danger comes in looking for signs from God is we have a awful capacity in within us to misinterpret right. what we see or mm-hmm. to have that whole confirmation bias thing of I'm mm-hmm. really looking for uh, permission to do what I want to do. That's right. Versus really wanting to do what God wants. Or the opposite of I'm looking for a reason not to do what yes. I should do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I would always start with, it's it's the same thing that I would start with, what's God's will for my life? Yes. Well, God's will for your life is always going to be within the scope of the stuff that he's already revealed. Mm-hmm. And so before you start getting real specific about what do I do about this? Mm-hmm. And it's the only time you talk to God about it. And it's a iffy, do I take this job? Do I not take that job? Do I do this or do I not do that? And in pretty much all the rest of your life, you're not that interested in what God has to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. You're going to probably interpret the sign the way that you wanted to interpret it anyway. Probably. Yeah. Unless it's a yeah. voice from heaven. And even that, <laughs> I mean, years ago when I was taking drugs, I heard voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think it's important to have in your head w- what is uh, God's intent for my life. Because I think that's that's part of what um, you're getting at, especially if it's in a big decision, right? We have the tendency to think like who I marry or the yeah. college I go to or the that's going to determine something about the direction of my life and all yeah. those kind of things. But, you know, God's intent 
for humanity and so for us is that we would become co-rulers with him, that he wants to be people, as Dallas Willard said, that he could trust to do what we want to do, that he could trust to become the kind of people that what I want to do is what God wants to do, that God would look at me and go, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead and go do that. I think that's good. But that's going to take some development on my part. And so the part that Ed's kind of talking about his revealed will, that's the way that God instructs me to become that kind of person. And so the way I think about it is my goal for my children is that they become a kind of person, a wise person, an honest person, a loving person, a person who has integrity and that what's at the core of their character is that they're generous and they're kind. Well, right now at five and seven and 10, there are some pretty direct commands and instructions I have to give at this stage of their character development. And they do a lot of, Dad, what should I do here? What should I do this? But if when they're 32, they have to call me and go, Dad, what kind of toothpaste should I buy? Mm. Dad, what kind of this? I, as a dad, have probably not done my job. And since God is a better father than me, what I, what I believe is, and what I have experienced in my life, when maybe you're a new believer, or maybe you've grown up in church, but there has been periods in your life where you may have not even known what we call the revealed will. There right. may be commands you don't know. Right. And so you are looking at the Bible as if it's some kind of manual or guidebook because you're, you're literally looking to it to go, how should I handle my enemies? How should I whatever? But eventually the goal is that I, I learn the scripture enough. I'm involved in a community of believers enough that I have been formed into the kind of person um, that when I'm in a situation, the decision that is, that, that, and maybe I pray about it, so I'm not saying you don't pray about it. Uh, that's all part of it, because hopefully I've become the kind of person that is praying about all things. Mm. And that in a decision, the thing that I would want to do would be a thing that would honor God. And as you've said, certainly if it right outright denies a command of God, that should be a pretty clear, oh, I'm disobeying. But like my child at seven knows when she's disobeying me. There is never a time she does something, I go, hey, we've got a consequence for that. And they're like, I didn't know that was a rule. <laughs> like they very much are aware, even at a young age. Um, but when they become the kind of person, then they can be creative and thoughtful in their decisions. And so I think many of the decisions we think of as determining the direction of our life, marriage, uh, what college, what job I take, the ones that actually determine the direction of my life are how honest am I? Um, how do I make decisions? Maybe I make decisions too fast and I need to slow down and I do need to pray and I need that time to be thoughtful with God, not just go on my gut instinct. And so I need to slow down. Well, I'll talk, I'll say to this, Nathan, about that. Um, that's part of my nature by my wiring pattern is, I mean, from the time I can remember being adultish. If you give me two choices, I have a pretty quick answer on which one I want to do. Mm -hmm. It's gut level for you. It's just yeah. gut level for me. And for a lot of my life, I made those decisions really fast, even as a follower of Jesus, thinking often, well, you know, this isn't a revealed choice, so God's okay with whatever I've done. And often have made some decisions that 
I haven't been that great for me and for other people. And what I have had to do is that slowdown process. And so I was sitting here thinking, so how do I make this decision? Because I'm going to be honest with you. There are places now, and I don't know if sign is what I would talk about. My process would be this. I would, I have a decision that's not clearly revealed in the Word. I'm not even asking about those. I know, I know what those are. So if you're out there and you don't know the Bible, uh, I do think God for unbelievers and for people who are just starting out, I think God, I think God will give you a direction. If you're honestly seeking Him, yes. I think He might give you a direction. But He expects you to do the work. Yes. I mean, it's not like you can't get these answers, and you probably should develop them. For the rest of us who know the Word of God, I'm telling you, that's not enough either, and you think you just bathe yourself in the Word of God, and you make all the right, right decisions. For me, I had to then, we talked about, we were just talking before the thing about mutual submission. I have had to learn, I have to have some people around me that I trust enough these days to say, hey, I am thinking about this thing. I think I know what I want to do. But let me just run this past you, and I'm I'm not even going to ask you to give me a decision now. Will you pray about it? Let's talk about it in a little bit, and you tell me what you think. And then I've been, I'm so I, I'll just say I have a thing happening right now that I'm in the midst of that I know I need to, I'm going to do something. And I know it's the right thing to do, but it's not a timing-specific kind of thing. And I'm in a place now in that the sign thing, I am praying regularly, not just daily. I'm praying regularly, you know, God on this thing, help me to know the, the right time to do this at, in the right way, if you could open my, me up to it. And I'm far enough in this these days that the sign, there's not a sign like, go now. Yeah. But in the moment, in the moment, I have been in those moments where particularly this is a conversation I'm going to have. And it's going to be it could be a difficult conversation, but I know if the Holy Spirit helps me, it'll be easier to have. I just continue to pray, God, hey, I know this person loves you. I love you. Help me to, to know the right time. Begin to move in their heart to be prepared for this. Help me some way that I can do this in the right way. I have been in those moments enough now through this process of I've already cleared it with the Word of God. I've talked to other people about it. They agree it's the right thing. It doesn't have a specific time on it that's tight. It does have a it does have a time that I'm just saying, hey, God, lead me. And at the moment, I'm open regularly throughout the day. I'm just like, is this a time? What do you want me to do? And I've done it often enough to know, hey, there'll come a time and there'll be something that'll happen and it'll just go, now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. And I take that as a sign. I don't go, hey, God, you know, the old story of, you know, the guy who said, you know, God, if you want me to be on a diet, you know, don't let me stop at the donut shop. And he said, the fourth time I drove past it, there was a parking space. I knew it was God's mm -hmm. way, the donut. Mm -hmm. Because those yeah. kind of signs I can manipulate. Yes. That's right. I can just manipulate them if yeah. I make it, make all the red lights green, make all this happen. It needs to be something in my opinion, that well, and I think, and I know I can interpret the feeling too. I get that, but I'm going to have the conversation. It's the right conversation. I'm not deciding what to do. I'm talking about when. Well, I think I want to hop on a point you made uh, just briefly that I think is huge. That I, I would, I was going to say, and part of my advice to this person who asked the question is, I, there is so much value in involving other people right. 
in your decision making. Um, if you if you think, well, it's just going to be me and God, and I'm going to get this sign, and we're going to work it out, that is not God's plan A for how you do almost anything in life. Certainly not this one. And and it reminded me of when I was first uh, be when I was first going through training to become a counselor. One of the things they really impress upon you is um, you don't you can't tell people what to do. You're you're not there to make decisions for mm-hmm. them. Right. But part of the training is in the process of of asking questions and talking through the problem. Almost always, you will, and a solution or a decision will emerge in the conversation. And I cannot tell you how much I have found that to be true, not just in people that I have helped, but in in my own life. Yes. And like Ed was saying, you know, I go to somebody and I say, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Will you pray? Just that process of talking out the decision out loud to another person so many times, believe it or not. The solution or the decision to me just becomes evident. It, but there's something about conversations that you are having only in your own head that insulates you from wisdom yes. in, an, in a way that yes. is profound, I think. Getting those thoughts in your head out loud yep. to a trusted person who loves you, not necessarily somebody who's going to tell you what to do, but Someone joining you in the process. Yeah, that's why it's so important to be in community, to be in a small group, so that you can have places where those conversations get had. That's right. It has to be somebody for me, and you know, I know I'm a challenge in that I'm pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I can't have somebody that loves me to the point that thinks I'm smarter than them. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to have somebody that uh, is willing to say, "Hey, hold on." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, okay, I was praying, and this is what I thought. And mm-hmm. I don't think you're, did you mm-hmm. think about this? Mm-hmm. I have to have somebody, they may not be for me, the, and I don't want to say this because I know a lot of people need kindness. I need, I need directness. Mm-hmm. I need, you've got to figure out what you need so you don't keep screwing up. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to, I, I have to look for somebody that won't, that cares about me enough to not let me screw up even if they're afraid it might hurt our relationship. They won't let me screw up mm-hmm. without telling me. Yeah, and I think that's honestly those are the those are the signs of dependence on God because I think um, when we think of dependence on God, you know, I brought that up earlier and I think people think dependence on God is me and God going through life, making decisions. But dependence on God is a submission to the way of Jesus. It is a submission to Jesus who is the way, and he has a way of life. And his way of life is, you know, when the intent is for humanity to be co-rulers. And I get the sense often when I use that language, I think people think of, I am meant to be a co-ruler with God. But by the nature of it, I am meant to be a co-ruler with God and other co-rulers that we are doing this thing together. It's not that God appointed Nathan to be co-ruler of this this earth. It is that humanity as a whole, that it is this interdependent relationship, that I'm dependent on you, you're dependent on me, and we're all dependent on God. And it's this nature of that. And so if I want to know if I'm dependent on God and all of my decisions are me alone with God, I, I, the truth is 
as we've already said, my ability to really just be dependent on myself will always puncture through that. Uh, and Jesus says, I want you to be interdependent with these other people. And so to have believers that I'm having these conversations with that can call me on things. Once again, I, I personally think even before the decision, and I, I know this seems strange, but there are decisions that I know I'm often in the middle of, and I'll say to myself, I don't think I'm capable of making the right decision here. I don't think I am because I do not think I have reached a place of maturity to do it. But thank God I am in a uh, a community of people that there is someone, and even just the fact that they are outside of me. They don't even have to be wiser about this or more intelligent about the scriptures than I am. They don't even have to be. The fact that they are not me making the decision, but they do love me and they do care about me, their perspective adds wisdom to me and then adds accountability because I just said to you, okay, you're right. That is the way I should have that conversation. And then when I don't have the conversation that way and I come back to you, you go, well, why didn't you have it the way we discussed? Well, yes. and I thought about what Jason, I was, or here's what the way I heard what Jason said a minute ago, which I have found so true for me. It doesn't even have to be that they say a lot. Me expressing it yes. to a living person sure. yes. changes the way I hear it Yes. Mm -hmm. From me saying it yeah. That's huge. to the thoughts that run through my my mind is running words past me so fast. Yep. But my mouth can't speak at the same speed as my yep. mind. And so saying it out loud forces me to verbalize what I'm thinking. And often I'll hear it and go, oh, that that's wrong, ain't it? Yeah, it happens to me more times than, I, than I'm comfortable sharing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have run thoughts by people like, well, you guys, my wife, people that care about me, and I'm just saying it. And as I'm saying it, I'm listening to what's going on, and I'm going, mm -hmm. that is not the way it sounded in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And and we together, just it, it just becomes obvious. Well, and the other thing I thought while you were talking, Nathan, you talked about God, we want to do with God. But a part of doing life with God, because, again, this is revealed word of Scripture, it's already been told to us that wisdom comes with many counselors. Yes. Right. That unless I'm in solitary confinement somewhere that somebody's persecuting me and I can't be with any other believers, yeah. mm -hmm. I am violating the word of God by trying to yeah. find wisdom directly from God without doing what he said. Wisdom comes in many counselors. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's and right. And it, it's a part of what I'm supposed to do. There's a phrase, and I can't remember, maybe you guys remember if it's in Acts or one of the epistles, where somebody says, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. It's in the book of Acts. And that, that's, that's the way I think it's supposed to be, that when believers are making decisions, it yes. seemed good to us mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit that this is what would happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. signs may be a part of that on the backside if it comes to timing or if it's a thing where you talk to everybody. Let's say, for instance, and I had this years ago where, Somebody wants you, when I was starting this church, wanted me to take another position and do another thing. And because of my nature, I really wanted to do the other thing because I love new stuff. You guys know that about me. And as I talked to other people, it became really apparent. Uh, well, you know, you could do that. And maybe that's the right thing. And it finally came down to, I didn't think it was I asked for a sign-ish kind of thing, and in the middle of talking about it, it became really clear to me. This isn't 
this isn't where my heart's ultimately leading me. I'm going to stay a community Christian and just close that door. Yep. Um, and I will say this too. You, you made me think of this. There's another way that I have actually counseled people on how to approach things like this as well. And, and I hope this maybe takes some of the, the stress off of it. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Nathan. If I have become the type of person that um, is being formed in Christ-likeness the way that I'm supposed to be, then there, there are many, many decisions that are just morally neutral. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That you can make one way or the other. And if you are truly surrendered to the will of God, either one could work. That's right. Sure. That's um, right. And I've said this to several people. I've said, look, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna for instance, I just for instance, you know, do I take this job or I take this job? Well, I don't know if there's a right or wrong in that one, but here's what I do know is God needs a person like you in both of those spheres. So if you're gonna go and represent Jesus and be the light of the world sure. and the salt of the earth in that place, then I think there are some times that really the, the choice is God says, well, you, you do whatever you want to do. That's right. You go do either one, and and we'll do it together. That's right. You take me with you into that place or in that decision, and it's it will work out either way. Yeah, those are the kind of ones where I'm talking about, Jason, even if I were in that situation again, which I, mm-hmm. maybe I won't ever be in my life again, where I would say that's the one where I would walk into both of them and go, hey, Holy Spirit, if there's a sign of which way, I could be best used in the kingdom. Yeah. I could see where I could do either one, mm-hmm. and I know that you're working best, whatever one I want. If there is a best way, push me a little bit in the best way, sure. but yeah. not in the fact of somehow my life is ruined if I choose the other one. Yeah, and that's the other thing I hear a lot of people, and I, I think I preached on this one time where I drew a diagram, and I don't remember all the details of it, but it, the gist of it was this, is even if... if if God is truly sovereign, and that just word, word it just means if God is in control, right? And I truly believe that. Then there are going to be many, many times when I make some bad choices, I yes. take some wrong roads in this life. But I am never beyond God redeeming that as long as I'm staying humble and surrendered to His will. And so I would say to you, don't. Don't stress so much about the specific decision. Again, unless it's a right-wrong thing. That's right. We're That's talking right. about something different That's here. That's right. But if it's one of those could-go-either-way kind of things, go in that spirit and that humility. And even if it's not exactly the best and, and you run into— just because you run into some roadblocks or to some difficulties doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. Right. It could mean— that you were meant to be in this place for God to do something new in you that was going to require some difficulty That's right. along the way. And so embrace that along the way. Embrace that decision. Allow him to do his work in you, and you might find that you come out better in the end as well. Just I say all that to, to say a lot of us Christians put a whole lot of stock in making the right decision. And if I make the wrong one, then like you said, my life's off track forever and always. Well, that's a very limited vision of God. Yeah. Well, it also is a very uh, me-focused vision it of is a life, me-focused which vision. is, yes. I don't really think I'm throwing off the purposes of God in the world that mm-hmm. God now goes, oh, 
Yeah. Salvation's out the window now yeah. for everyone because this guy went to, yeah. to Colorado State instead of Arizona State. Yeah. Like it what it what is I'm afraid of is I somehow will not this will have been a better opportunity for me or better mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me as a person or something. It's a very me focused in uh, there are decisions that even and I know both of you would agree with this if when we make decisions here at the church. And they're, they're big decisions. There are times we go, well, we don't know. Yeah. And there is a sense of sometimes we say, I mean, we don't use that language, but it's that, well, it seems right. It seems right to us. It seems right to the Holy Spirit as best as we can tell. This is the direction we're going. We, I had a conversation in a meeting here about something that we were all kind of struggling and not all of us were on the same page on what we thought was best. And what I, what I said at the end of it, because we still hadn't come to a decision, is I said, I don't know whether we are making the right decision or not. What I know is the way we are making it now is better than the way we used to make it. And I think God honors us making it in the way he would make it, whether the decision is right or not. Because like you said, a lot of decisions aren't right or wrong. And there isn't like, well, there was tenfold blessing here Mm -hmm. and onefold blessing here. The blessing is life with God. Yes, that's right. the decision-making, if I'm including God and I'm including other believers, that way I'm, and I'm doing it with the heart of I want to honor God and I want to honor others, I think God is honoring that. I think there are going to be a lot of things, theological ideas that we have about, you know, this thing or that thing, right or wrong, these different ideas that different denominations hold, different one us, and we're going to get to heaven and go, and God's going to go, yeah, y'all were wrong about that. Y'all were wrong about this. We, You were wrong about this thing. But you know what? You all were doing it with the intent of honoring me and honoring one another. And the individual things are not as big of a deal. When I, when I get worried, and I find this in myself, when I get worried about an individual decision and not, oh, I shouldn't have spoken then, or, oh, I should have slowed down a little bit, or, oh, I should have thought about this from their perspective. When I'm worried about the decision or the outcome of the decision and not the way I made it, those tend to be the times end up, because this is my personality, I am very much an ends justify the means. As long as I can get myself to the right outcome that I wanted, I'll fix the way I went about it later. I'll get myself there. I'm dangerous when I'm really focused on the outcome. But if I can get really focused on do this in the gentleness of Christ, do this with the patience of Christ, do this with the humility, others' focusedness of Christ. I may even make a less than wise decision, but the the wisdom that I made it with is more important. Well, yeah, I think we said this at one point when we, we used the phrase sometime in the last year in the John series, I think, that uh, Jesus is both the way and the means. Right. And so when you're thinking about, you know, if you stay connected to me, you will bear much fruit. I have gotten con- I have gotten focused too much in my life at times on the fruit. Mm-hmm. But the only way to get fruit is to stay connected. Right. And the only thing, the only, the benefit is being connected is the fruit. Right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Being, it, it is, once you realize what it's like to be connected and the blessing that comes from just being connected, there isn't anything better than that to come. Yeah. That is the deal. Yeah, It's like with, when you're talking about my daughters, when, when we first had all of our daughters in the home and one of them would be freaking out, maybe losing their temper and maybe saying some mean things or maybe even hitting someone. My natural tendency is to come in and go, no, stop, go do this. 
But what we learned very quickly was if I would come in and I would hold you and I would have you sit in my lap, which is very anti my personality, but I would sit and I would hug you and I'd say, hey, you're safe. You're all right. You're okay. Immediately, they have patience. Immediately, they have peace. And what you're talking about is that's where the patience of Christ comes from. Mm -hmm. When I realize... Mm -hmm. I'm, this decision does not determine how good my life is. So I can slow it down a little bit. I can be peaceful because Christ is holding me. I can be joyful. It just naturally flows because my father is holding me and I'm safe and I'm okay. And that is, that is both the fruit, as you said, but it's, it is because I'm with the vine. It's the means to get where I want to go. And it is where I want to go. Yeah, it go. is the end. And the <laughs> it is. So the summary of our discussion, and the answer to this question is, don't seek for a sign, seek God. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, that's right. That's good. That's Jesus. really good. That's that, good that'll preach right that'll there. Right there. <laughs> and that's how preachers do it. <laughs> so that's, good. that's good. We talk for a long time, and when we have a sentence, it's all that you should have heard. <laughs> We should have fast forward. We should have just got, there's a lot, a lot of gravy for not much meat. <laughs> wow, that's a good image there. Right? I like the food image. All right. So uh, don't forget uh, to continue to feed us questions. Thank you for the ones yeah. you're sending in. We've got a few more coming up in the next few weeks that I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about marriage. Someone has a very serious marriage question that we're going to get to. But if you have, and a question, I think it sort of ties in because I did see but, this question. Okay. I think there's just, just I'll join in on your tease. I think mm -hmm. it slightly ties into this conversation. All right, then, all right. We'll wait to hear that. There you go. So keep sending us questions. The link is in the description, and uh, you can we'll 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 ramble and come up with a sentence. <laughs> all right. See y'all next week. <laughs>